Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Rodney levitating as he comes up to the front court. Proud and hush. He rises. He hits another. Ring the bell. 30 in the first half for Rodney. It is Locked on Jazz for the 21st of June. Draft day is two days away. Do the Jazz really have this much cap space in the offseason? And a trade scenario that will be hard to swallow but might make a lot of sense. Chad Ford's latest mock draft is out, and it's what we've been talking about. The Jazz draft bracket is one day in the books, and day two has started, plus the latest rumors of what's all going on. It's all coming up right now on Locked on Jazz. bum 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 pow how are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Thank you very much for tuning in, subscribing to Locked on Jazz, and telling three or four friends about it while you're at it. We greatly appreciate that. I'm still, still a little stunned every now and then when I find out who doesn't know that the program exists, so feel free to tell some people. Here's my plan. Uh, Locked on NBA has Chad Ford and Kevin Pelton up for you. I will then be heading to New York today. Tomorrow, we'll give you uh, Locked On Jazz from New York. Then during the day, I will sit down and talk with a bunch of the draft prospects, uh, post a lot of those interviews for you. And then throughout the day, on Thursday morning, there'll be a uh, Locked On Jazz, and, and there might be an extra Wednesday night if news is breaking, and there might be some rumor-filled things and all that kind of stuff. So uh, lots of different pieces of information for you coming. So stay uh, tuned and kind of updating your your feeds and follow me on Twitter at Locked On Sports, Facebook David Locke or Locked On Sports uh, to see what's coming. All right, so uh, we always start the same way as you know, which are pins across the world. You sharing your story of how you became a NBA slash Jazz fan, as well as. Uh, you share uh, where you tune in from, so feel free to uh, send those to me at dlock, that's L-O-C-K-E-09 at gmail.com. This is from Brandon Carlson. Uh, when I first started liking the jazz, I was in fifth grade in 1995 in a tiny town of Scribner, Nebraska. It started with the arcade game, NBA Jam. I discovered the two-man team of Stockton Malone was a perfect combo in the game. And as I learned more about the Jazz, I really liked what the team and the city were about. Loved the small market and loyal fans. Reminded me of an NBA version of what we have in Lincoln, Nebraska with Huskers and college football. And that's all we have, so everybody goes to the games. The fans are very loyal, and most of them want to win. Broke my heart seeing the Jazz make it to the finals those two years, come up short. Yes, that was an offensive foul on Jordan. Stayed loyal all those years to Utah. Thought they were so close with Darren making it to the conference finals. I used to look up news, trade rumors, etc. on the Jazz uh, simply by Googling Utah Jazz. This is how I discovered Locked On Jazz and have been a huge fan of followers since. About a year ago, I was able to get to my first Jazz game when my family visited in Portland. I had a blast and Booker put on quite a show. Oh, that was a fun night. I'm excited. I'll be able to attend the OKC game. 
uh, towards the end of March. He sent this in in February. I have a buddy that lives there, and it's only a six-hour drive south of Lincoln. I hope to attend a home game in Salt Lake at some point, but in the meantime, plan on being a Jazz fan from afar. An NBA 2K16 video game I like to trade for some of the former Jazz players to see what they would look like. What would Darren Williams, Kyle Corver, Gordon Hayward, Paul Millsap, Rudy Gobert starting five look like? Sounds like a lot of fun. Thank you, Brandon Carlson from Lincoln, Nebraska, for our pin across the world. Let's get to our tip-off story of the day. All right, so this is a little complicated, maybe even dreadfully a little boring, uh, but I think there's some value to holding this conversation. One thing that you are going to continually hear time and time again is that the Jazz have $21 million, whatever million dollars of cap space, $30 million uh, of cap space. I- I'm not sure that that's a fair representation of where the Jazz really stand. And what that and, – and it impacts two things, and I think it impacts how they address – potential trades coming up here, how they address the free agency period of time that's right around the corner, and we'll talk we'll talk more about that. But right now, if you look at the Jazz and where they stand in 2016-17, right now they have $56 million of guaranteed salaries. Shelvin Mack probably makes the team. Jeff Withy probably makes the team. So you walk toward a little more, and there's $92 million of cap space. So you probably get awfully close to $30 million of cap space. It sounds enormous. But if you start to project salaries out on these team on this team, I think there's a high possibility that Derek Favors gets extended in the offseason. It's a little complicated, but it would allow them to rip up the final years of his deal. And so instead of have to, you might pay him, be able to pay him twenty million dollars, which would be an eight million dollar increase, and each of the next two years, and then he gets he pro, you know so that he ends up making guaranteed money sooner, makes maybe a little bit more money. And uh, somewhere he gets around 20 and the Jazz win because he doesn't get 30 in two years and we have cap space now. So that's the first thing where some of the cap space goes this year. The next one is that Gordon Hayward ends up getting paid $30 million next year. That's the max deal that's going to be going around the league next year with a salary cap at 108. So you suddenly add Hayward at 32, I have him at 30, Favors at 22. These are really rough numbers. And then Rudy Gobert's, extension is eligible this off season he can get extended but it kicks into next year and he's going to be around 25 million for the max and now all of a sudden you start putting that together and this is uh you know Dante still won't have come up for for a dollar figure yet you've taken I've taken Trey Burke off the roster I've taken Shelvin Mack off the roster for this and you have Alec Burks you suddenly have seven players on the roster, taking up $78 million of salary. And in the 17-18 season, you still have $30 million until you get to cap space and a little more before you get to luxury tax. To, but you still got to fill out $30 million for your next eight roster spots. This is where the league's not going to be that different. So that you know, so in other words, in this off season, we can talk about it. But when people ask, like, are the Jazz interested in Harrison Barnes or the Jazz interested in Mike Conley, you go sign someone to a three or four year big deal, max deal for both those guys. And watching Harrison Barnes, you know, it's hard to believe he'll get a max deal, but he probably will. You go add three or four years to those, and now the Jazz really have have some significant money problems. 
You get to the 2018-19 season, which is a salary cap we don't really know the number on. I think it's projected in around 104, but there's a new collective bargaining agreement. And you have Hayward at 32, and you have Favors at 20, and you have Alex still at 11. And you suddenly have Rod, Rudy Gobert at 25, and now Rodney Hood's eligible. Now Rodney Hood's getting paid. Rodney Hood, can starting shooting guard in the NBA, is probably somewhere between 15 and 18. Uh, seven million more than what Alex earning at that point. And you start to put all those numbers together and it gets a little stunning because you start to roll the 2018-19 season salaries together and you end up with somewhere around, uh, that number seems to be too high. That can't be quite right, but maybe, uh, maybe it is. Uh, you, you, you you suddenly have yourself between Hood and Gobert are at forty, Hayward and Favors are at fifty. So that's ninety. Burks gets you at a, over a hundred. You're at one hundred and eighteen million dollars worth of salaries. If Dante with Dante Exum still in the book, T, uh, and Trey Lyles coming around the corner, and Dante gets paid uh, pretty soon after. Actually, Rodney Dante would start getting paid that same year as Rodney. So, first part of this is that in free agency, what this means is that the Jazz have cap money, but they have cap money for one or two-year contracts. Here's the other scenario that I'm just going to throw out there. I don't think this is likely. No one has told me anything. This is not a setup in any way, shape, or form. Hey, have Locke go mention these kind of things, or something of that sort. But just when I did this math... Let me ask you if this makes sense to you. If the Utah Jazz offered the Phoenix Suns, I'm making this up, or the New Orleans Pelicans, or somebody around 4, 5, and 6, maybe 7, depending on Chad Ford's mock draft, which we'll get to here in a second. They, if they offered to trade Rodney Hood and the 12th pick, to get to the fourth pick. I, I don't know if that can happen. But let's walk through what the benefit of that would be. One, you've moved up in the draft, and if you have a player in this top eight that you really, really like, in my case it's probably Jamal Murray, you can go get that guy. The second one is that the money thing I just broke out for you, it backs up the money timeline where this player gets paid for two years. And that might be a really big deal. Now, at some point, you need guys who can help you win. But you can't probably have, in some extent, at some point, you got to start paring down. And you probably can't have all of these players on the roster at the same time. So is there a scenario where as much as we all adore him and think he's going to be fabulous, and I think he's going to be a really, really good starting shooting guard in the NBA, that you move a player like Rodney Hood for to get up in the draft because that allows you to, to back up the timetable on that salary and probably would save you in the range of about $10 million of cap space, maybe even twenty, you know, $15 million or $20 million of cap space, in the eighteen nineteen season, right? That that player would be floating around five million. You'd be Rodney's going to be somewhere between fifteen and twenty five, depending on where he is as a player. 
it's a it's not a scenario I like. Like, oh yeah, I think this is the answer. In fact, it kind of is contrary to a lot of things I've said. But it's a scenario that when I went and did the salary game and started, uh, where is that coming from? Thank you. Sorry about that. Uh, when I suddenly went down and looked at, you know, how the salaries break, suddenly that makes a great deal of sense to me. So I don't know what your feeling on that is, if that's a no-go, but if there's a player in this draft who the Jazz believe, if maybe they believe in Dragon Bender a great deal, maybe they believe in Jamal Murray, maybe they think Michael Chris is going to be really good, I, I don't know. But if you can get, if Minnesota at five, New Orleans at six, package some sort of deal together, is that something that you would be willing to do or that, in, as I'm saying, actually makes you know, the crazy thing is it makes a lot of sense. That is your Locked on Jazz tip-off story of the day. By the way, if you'd like to advertise on the program, you can email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock at 09 at gmail.com. All right, dra- Jazz draft bracket yesterday. Uh, we had two matchups at our Google Plus page. Uh, and I think I also... Uh, no, I th- yeah, I think they're up on our Google Plus page. Uh, and those are... Or uh, Furkan Korkmaz, the Turkish shooting guard, and uh, versus Denzel Valentine. And by the way, we will be putting up uh, at Locked On. Uh, we are Utah Jazz. Uh, Life Thulin and uh, Garrett Fukabashi did some great work for me on the uh, draft prospects and we over the next two days i'll be posting up a get to know on your draft prospects they've done they've done fabulous work compiling a lot of information about each of these guys their possibilities uh for the jazz so that um you can get that at we are utah jazz.com uh cork beat valentine 88 to 12 percent and then dejounte murray uh beat was uh the choice of jazz fans over wade baldwin I'm going to tell you that I'm not sure I agree with you guys on that one, just to let you know. Um, I would have... Uh, I, I would have gone somewhere. I would have probably voted Wade Baldwin on that one. But you guys, this is your bracket, and Dejounte Murray won sixty-two percent to thirty-eight percent. So the the wing final will be Furkan Korkmaz uh, against Wade Baldwin. That will be tomorrow on the program. Uh, right now. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis and Deontay Davis are notched up at 50-50. And Jakob Pertl against Henry Ellison, uh, Pertl is up 79% to 21%. So that's the Jazz j- draft bracket uh, for today. Uh, Chad Ford did his latest mock draft yesterday. Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram. The big surprise, newsworthy league-wide, is Jalen Brown at three. Uh, Brown's interesting is if you listen to the Kevin Pelton podcast, he's the one who doesn't make the numbers work. Uh, so you can take a listen uh, to that a little bit. And here, that's at Locked on NBA. There's also some rumors about Philly trying to get to three. I'm not entirely sure how. Marquise Chris goes to four for Phoenix. Chris Dunn, five to Minnesota. Jamal Murray, six to New Orleans. Again, this is kind of there's the scenario. So if you're the Jazz and you really like Jamal Murray, uh, would you consider uh, that the deal that I talked about? Uh, and would New Orleans? Uh, I don't know if, if New Orleans would. Maybe they'd have to have a player 
they'd like. They have to know the draft well enough. Uh, Dragon Bender sliding to seven. Uh, Buddy Heald at eight. And then this is the scenario we've been talking about for some time. DeMontis Sabonis goes nine. DeJounte Murray goes 10 to Milwaukee. Scal Labossier goes 12 to Orlando. And the Jazz have Jakob Pertl as on the bench. And this this gets interesting. Is is your fourth big... You're dra- are you really drafting Jakob Pertl? How concerned are you? Take away the fact that he's a Ute and you know him. Uh, how concerned are you about how soft he is? Uh, where is defense lacking? How excited are you about how well he can pass and do some of those things? Uh, I, I'm flying to New York today. I'll probably do a Pertl breakdown a little bit. Uh, Wade Baldwin on the board there. Furkan Korkmaz on the board there. Deontay Davis, the incredible athlete out of Michigan State on the board there. So that's that's where we're sitting. I don't think, unlike last year where there was Trey Lyles and you're hoping for Willie Colley-Stein to go in front of him and we were hoping for Miles Turner to go in front of him, even though Miles Turner is really quite a nice player. Uh, you know, even though you're looking, I don't have the feeling that there's one player that you're sitting on as a jazz, as, for the Jazz's than they would be uh, in in years past. I don't, I don't think there's one player. And so, you know, now you start to talk about, well, wait a sec, if I could tr- get back to what we're talking about, again, I don't know if it moves the meter enough, but, you know, if you're really drafting, if it looks like you're drafting Jakob Pertl, you're drafting uh, Wade Baldwin, or you're drafting Furkan Korkmaz, is there an urgency where you, you are willing to give up a player to go get someone? I don't know if it makes you better next year. I don't know if a third-year Rodney Hood isn't better than a first-year player and you've given up the 12th pick. I'm just, that's a scenario, again, I don't think it's that likely, but I'm just you know trying to walk you through all the possibilities, and all the possibilities uh, are, are out there. Uh, some other rumors that the Val- Denzel Valentine knee issues are real. Uh, uh, Chad has him dropping all the way to 22 to Charlotte. Uh, some teams are concerned, some are not. Uh, that often is the case. Uh, Kings got themselves in a little bind here. They supposedly have not worked out any of the players in the top eight. Might make sense because none of the players want to – might be because the Kings. The other theory is none of the players want to admit they were going eight. And so it's very hard for the Kings where that there's this line of demarcation in this draft about the eighth pick that none of them want to uh, do it. The other name I would keep an eye on right now that feels like it's climbing the draft board of interest is Ante Zizic, uh, the Croatian center. Uh, he's he's kind of moving up a little bit. A lot of people are talking about Juan Hernan Gomez. I'm not sure that that's uh, a big focus on our end, uh, but maybe uh, he's not someone we had to work out. We had it came and work out, but frankly, that's never shown uh, much of any uh, sign of whether we're willing to draft people or not. That is Locked On Jazz today. I'm heading to New York State. Follow me on Twitter at Locked On Sports, as well as uh, Facebook, David Locke, for the latest from what's taking place in New York City. Uh, Locked On Bulls is underway. Locked On Magic has started as well. Two very good shows that went up yesterday. Uh, Locked On Golf with the Real Golf Radio guys doing a nice job also. So that is Locked On Jazz today. Thanks so much for subscribing and hope you're enjoying the NBA draft and go to the Google Plus page and vote now on the NBA draft bracket of Sabonis and Davis and Pirtle and Allison today. Have a good one.